Intended for mature audiences, 21 years and over. Kaplowitz Media, www.kaplowitz.xyz. With me here is Lee Marsh, Stone Throne Cigars. Hey, Lee? Yeah, what's up, dude? Hey, man. Uh, I don't, you, you, got, you got time? You got time to chat real quick? I got quick? time. I got time. All right. All right. All right. Well, you know, as always, thanks for taking the call. Of course. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. I, I, so I was thinking. There, uh, I, I think a lot, you know, and when I think, yeah, I like to talk about what I'm thinking. Uh, well, well, first, before I start thinking, people always want to know what my creative process is. And I, I like to educate myself before I really start thinking, but not a lot, just a little bit. Leaving you know, like space. I don't want to... Leaving you space to learn? Leaving you space to learn. Uh, well, I want, to, I, I want to allow myself to remain dangerous, basically. I, I like want to it. allow myself to remain dangerous, like just enough to like that it could hurt. You know, me or someone else. Or What are you doing? Are you cleaning pots and pans there? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I do work for a living. Just uh, finishing up one box here. Very good. Oh, are you, uh, you doing some packaging? Is that what you, I'm trying to like? Oh, yeah. This is, this is like guest of Foley work. What's like, it, it, What's he doing over there? <laughs> oh, I'm the meatloaf. I never know what yeah. you're doing. Oh, man. So, hmm. So I was thinking, Lee, there's some big fights right. coming up in the world of oh, yeah. professional it's pugilism. It's, good. it's a good time. It's a good time coming up to be a boxing fan, you know, which I is agree. like something you can't always say that. You can't always say that, though. So when you can, you got to you got to really put that forward. So good time coming up to be a boxing fan. Got me thinking there's a couple of 50-50 fights because the good fights coming up, a good fight, it's got to be about 50-50. You know, it, 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 it can't be a foregone conclusion, at least. You know, so I'm thinking at least some of these big fights coming up, and I don't want to do a boxing. I didn't call you to talk boxing necessarily, so we don't have to, like, go through all the fights and whatnot. We'll probably do that at another time. I don't know. But uh, another call. But, like, some of these fights are probably going to get to the point where one of the competitors, and realize I said competitors, not combatants, okay. are going to find themselves in deep waters with no real chance of winning, and then they seem to shift gears and follow what people want throughout time to see, and that is, or, or maybe like they, they want it themselves, they got to get to that final bell. They got to hear that last bell. It doesn't matter if they win. It doesn't matter if they lose. They're pretty sure they're going to lose, but it's some kind of a victory for them to get to that last bell, to finish the fight. And it's like Rocky. Yep. Everybody knows Rocky, right? Like, uh, except from CM Punk. You remember when CM Punk said he never saw Rocky before? Yeah, but like, is he trying to be cute or like, you know, you know what I'm saying? I think like, he's always 
He's always trying to be cute. Yeah. Anyway, sometimes it's funny because sometimes you have a, a, a disagreement between two two groups or two peoples, and they're both wrong. You know, but 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 I don't want to talk about the CM Punk and the AEW stuff. So, personally, Lee, it bothers me because I'm preparing myself for this. Somebody is going to be bloodied and bruised and take extra harm to themselves when there's no real competitive point to it. Does that make sense? And this, this this troubles me. This disturbs me. I don't want to see that. A lot of people complain, oh, they stopped the fight too soon. Why'd they stop the fight? I've never once said that. It's always a good time to stop a fight. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know if it's always a good time. I mean, I think uh, that's such a good question, right? Because, like, I think that there's a bunch of narratives that you could follow, right? And w- what I mean by that is, like, on one hand, you know, the referee, I generally, and you and I have talked about this before, like I generally have always sided with the referee because he's in there or she's in there to protect you from yourself, right? Right. And and, and, and they're think, seeing things that you don't see. We are not privy to. Right. They're right there looking in their eyes. Very important. That's right. And we're not. But, yeah, yeah, sorry, well, sorry. we the observers, Yeah. you know. Yeah, and I think, you know, because like you said, they see things we don't. Like sometimes it's labored breathing, which is a bad sign, and someone getting punched in the head, uh, you know. Uh, so I'm I'm with you in terms of, like, defending that perspective. But I think sometimes in the the person trying to pursue an achievement – that maybe they're, you know, fighting back the naysayers of, like, well, he doesn't even really belong there or she doesn't belong there. Like, so answering mm. that bell could be like, yeah, I lost, but you didn't put me away. But realistically, what is the tax paid <sighs> on that? And I think that's kind of your point, right? Right. And and is it worth it? Life is a bunch of – it's a bunch of weighing pros, weighing cons, and discerning what's worth it, what's not. And really, right. it, it, what what's the badge of honor – is it a bigger badge with brighter colors if you get pummeled for more time? Like, it, 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 I, I've never seen it. I don't get it. It's a problem for me with boxing, this whole attitude. It's really why I prefer over the top to Rocky. I believe over the top to be a better piece of American cinema than Rocky uh, because not- of this. I'm not going to be able to follow you there, but uh, I get it. I get it, you know, sometimes, but I think think Rocky is the American tale of perseverance, right? But unfortunately, it does have that parallel to non-healthy choices, right? So pursuing things for the sake of the pursuit instead of, like, does this make sense for my body? my mind and long-term goals, right? Because you have to imagine, like, those dudes that push through to the final bell, if you will, uh, if you will, uh, they don't – they tend to not last as long as those that don't, right? So, you know, and sometimes I think it's – I think it's about protecting you from yourself 
because, you know, the mind is super strong, right? And what comes to mind is like uh, the first Garcia fight with Tank Davis where his corner stops him because he, he can't see, you know? <laughs> Tank hit him so hard right. that he was temporarily blind. So right. and that, that, it, like, it's, it's hard, hard to argue in. that. Somebody got, somebody got hit in the head so hard during an athletic competition that the competition was essentially over because he was blind. Like, I'm not even talking, like, long-term ramifications. I'm talking about that's an end to competition, isn't it? If one of them is blind, if one of the competitors yeah. is blind. Like, again, like, I don't I, – I, like, I want to see this fine line to, like, bicker about, but I, – I, okay, so maybe, so maybe it's this. Let, let me hit you with two things. Let me hit you mm-hmm. with two things. They're chasing a goal, these prize fighters. How is it different than so, – so you do things to reach to achieve your goal and you forfeit other things. In the terms of boxing, it's your current and maybe future health. But what about the businessman that forfeits his family and time with his loved ones to pursue those goals? We don't talk about that as much, or maybe we do, Cats in a Cradle, Silver Spoon, Little Boy Blue, Man on the Moon stuff. But No, and I think that that that's, uh, you know, I think that that's funny that you say that, because, like, I heard a bit not too long ago by Chris Rock, right? And he says there's only three things in the world that are loved unconditionally, women, children, and dogs. A man is, like, judged based off of what he can provide, how he can behave, and the things that he does, myself included. Like, you're right about sacrifices. Like, the immense guilt Hmm. of things you miss to produce and kind of, you know, like, I I always tell the story, and I'm not joking, and people think it's funny, and it's like an anecdote, but it's really not. Like, Remy learned to say dad when I was in the Middle East. She learned how to walk when I was in Switzerland, you know? So, like, it's one of those things where we do, we provide, we sacrifice, for the betterment, but we pay a cost for that. Those are times, not maybe not necessarily physically. You know, I've done it physically as well in my combat career and sports career with football. But, like, right. sometimes we blindly go where we need to go and do what we need to know, do without really knowing the true cost. You know? but, she said, but she said, Dad, she learned to walk. Yeah. Not to toot your yeah. horn for you and not to say you're doing it alone, but what you were off doing contributed to her safe place with a roof over her head to do those things. And a true. lot of times when, when you're looking at boxing, it, 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 it's a stereotype because it's true. These guys don't come from very wealthy upbringings. They're teetering no. on into poverty. And what they're doing is, I I mean, like, every little thing they could put on their quote-unquote resume builds toward generational wealth. It's not just getting them out. It's getting their kids and their kids' kids out a lot of times. So that's a huge burden when you put it that way. So So that starts making sense of stuff like that when you're looking at, well, I'm trying to get my next fight lined up, but my previous fight, I quit in the sixth round. That's a lot harder of a sell, and you're going to get a lot less money moving forward than if you said, well, I lost the decision. 
So that's a whole well, I think, other factor. And I think that that is a part of it, right? And it maybe it shouldn't be, you know. But I think you're right. I think, you know, well, it was a win or a loss. But then, like, how did you perform, you know? So, right, how deep did you take I, the other guy? What were you able to show other right. than the – yeah, it, but – but it's 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 still like that all almost aside. I, I kind of harped on it before. I'm going to harp on it again. I'm going to harp on it. It's an athletic competition. It's not like yeah, people you know, seem uh, go go. But there's so much more to it, right? And I and I'm not saying that like it's not right or that because uh, I do think that you're correct. But the thing is, is where I think the external pressures are more realistic than people think. Um, you know, like football, right? Like I can tell you, and a friend of ours, friend of the podcast here, Ed Reed, we were talking about this the other day, you know, like concussions. I can tell you I've had at least 10, and I've played through them. And a lot of it is, you know, where we get pissed at, like, coaches and doctors and stuff for not protecting you, but – there's, to me, it's not the protection as much as the external pressures, right? Like, I knew that if I didn't play, it's next man up, and I might not get my job back when I'm healthy. Right? Yeah. So Yeah, which goes to securing your wealth, securing your place, securing your worth. I, I don't, and, then, and then there's the other thing. There is such a thing as no moss. Duran. Yeah. When is it quitting? Yeah, when is it I just realizing that you can't win and it's no longer competitive, or is that hand in hand? Because when you realize it's no, no. longer competitive, you don't have to take a beating for four rounds. You could just no moss. Well, I, I, you know, it's funny that you say that. When you preface that to me, I instantaneously had an argument, but then I. Re- rebuked my own argument because I was going to say it's different, but I don't think it is because like Duran was, he was beat mentally. And so what's going to happen if you're beat mentally is you're going to take more physical damage, right? Like if you're up there, you know, I equate it to a batter in the box and being so stunned and confused by the pitcher that you don't know what's coming next. And when you, uh, a, a baseball is a little bit different because he's not throwing it at your head, but like with punches, is, is it self-preservation? Is it understanding that you've been beat and being okay with it? You know right. What I mean? So, so what would it look like in baseball? You don't know. You 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 can't hit the curve if it's not Bob Gibson. You don't have to worry about him beating you in the skull. So you put the bat on your shoulder and you pray for a walk, or you look at the third strike and you go back to the dugout. There's no damage. There could be damage because if you do that too much, you your batting average dips, and then when you come time to renegotiate your contract, you find yourself playing freaking. Triple A, not in the majors, and so that does kind of affect your value in terms of sport, in terms of contractual reasons. Yeah, but no, there's there's nothing like boxing because what, what's that what's that old saying? You don't play boxing. So, no, you don't, and it's true. It has real repercussions but, from when you're a kid putting it, on gloves to not. So it's an athletic competition that you don't play, but it's also something else not. It's not war. It's not, you, you know, like you hear, the, the, what is it, the Spartans come home with your shield or on it? That's war. Yeah. 
That's right. That's that's not athletic competition. I, I think people but lose I sight argue, of that. I don't I don't like argument, when I hear war. But my argument to that would be can you be successful without pushing yourself that far? Right? Like if you because I, I I try to think like could I put myself in a situation where I'll do what it takes to win if I'm not willing to make that sacrifice and push past it, right? And I think that that's a hard thing, like, because if not, like, you cost yourself by limiting how far you're going to push it. But I think at the same time, it's like a, it's like a fleeting self-awareness, right? Like, in one hand, you want to push yourself as hard as you can to be as successful as possible, and knowing that you have that fifth gear if you need it and willing to go there, but at the same time, having the mental capacity to understand that that's not going to matter. And then it's not, you know, so that's weird to me. Like that, I think that's an interesting point to be uh, in. How, if that how about sense. this? No, no, I, I get it. And there's another facet to this, I think too, because people, and we're looking from the athletes perspective, the mostly for now, uh, but we'll get to the audience in a little bit because that gets interesting too. According to me, we'll see how it plays out. But, but, but you get these competitors, they slip into the gear of survival. Let's flip to something that recently happened in professional wrestling. And I know it's not same, same for obvious reasons, but it's a good way to highlight an alternative way of looking at it. Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes kind of flash-pinned Brock Lesnar. He was overmatched. Brock is the bigger guy. He's the stronger guy. He's the meaner guy. Cody rolled him up and pinned him. He won. He wasn't in there to see how much of a beating he could take. He was in there to figure out how to win. And flipping back to boxing, those are some of my favorite boxers. They just want to win because they never lose sight it's an athletic competition. There's a way to win. You could you could jab and you could clinch. And you could win that. Yeah. Way. You could outpoint the guy. You could simply be hard to hit. And I know there's different styles of fights, but it seems like a lot of people, a lot of boxers get caught up in this war that they've created where they are going to go to battle and they're going to, again come home on their shield or with it. And I think that's not, isn't that starting from a negative instead of trying to find an alternate way of winning? Like if you maintain the, the aspect of athletic competition, you're not in there to get your ass handed to you for 12 rounds. Well, I, does, does that make sense? Or you don't always have the equipment though. It does make sense, but I wonder if it's not a combination of both, right? Because, like, defining the ulterior, like, the alternative way to win, but also knowing, like, how far you have to push yourself to get there and what you're willing. Because I just, I just think that the, the mental space you have to be in to do it is, is such of dire straits that I don't know that you could just go in there haphazardly with the idea of, like, I'm just going to find a different way to win. 
if that makes sense. Like, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, maybe, like, maybe the different way to win is I find out I have one of those double skulls and he's going to punch me for 10 rounds and break his hands and I'll take over in the championship rounds. I don't, like, that's well, absurd, like, okay, sort so of. You, you, you brought up. You brought up Duran, right? So think about Sugar Ray Leonard. You and I both know that even though he found an alternative way of win, he knew what he was going to have to be willing to take to get there, right? Like it's still that it's right. still that like it's still that hope abandoned. Like I'm I've done this. I'm here now, so I'm gonna take that beach, right? Like I'm gonna cross that river. I'm gonna go behind enemy lines, and I understand that. Right. I have this tactic, but I have to be willing to give X to get there. I just but, what that you're, start, but what you're saying, but what you're saying is all aggression. It's all offense. It's not defense. The best defense is a good offense, and Sugar knew that. Yeah, I don't think so. It's again, offense, it's a different right? perspective. Like, think, but think about like the rope dope. Like people think that Muhammad Ali didn't take a lot of damage. That's a lie. Like when he wore out. Foreman, he took a shit ton of damage. Again, it's knowing like where I can push it. You know what I mean? So I just think that that is that that's yeah that that's so so the rope dope is as much of an outlier as no moss. That's like the polar opposite ends of the spectrum of where we're trying to put ourselves as far as like quitting and realizing when you don't have a competitive chance anymore. So yeah. that that's interesting. Like, I don't know what you do with the rope to dope. He knew that's what he was going to do. That was his plan before the bell rang. Yeah. I don't that 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 skews stuff a little bit. I don't know what you brought it up. Talk about it more because I got to process that a little bit. Well, I think I think it's what I said earlier in the call. Like, I think it's about understanding. Like, I think there's a fine line. Like you. And I'm worried that, like, they're mutually exclusive. Like, you either have that killer edge to be able to push yourself to where the no man's land, proverbially, whatever that means, like, to be able to get there. But at the same time, it can be detrimental to your health. Because, you know, Ali knew he was going to do that. And if he's unwilling to do that, he probably doesn't win the fight. But he also has to know that he's pushing himself to his limits to be able to hit, be hit by a freight train. I mean, because... Foreman's probably outside of Tyson and Tank, probably one of the hardest hitters there's ever been, right? I don't think that's arguable. Like, I think that's yeah, he's, that, he's flat top out. 10. You, got, you got to at least put yeah. him in the top 10 without thinking much about it. Shavers is up it's not, past him and a couple of Bs, but he's in the top 10. Yeah, you you don't want to get the, – the funny thing is it's kind of like a, a little bit off on a tangent, but you talk about particularly heavyweights, none of them hit light. Like none of the like, no. like you could talk about guys like Loma they pitter patter, but if if the regular person got pitter pattered by Loma, they would have a really bad rest of their day. Oh yeah, you, you know course. what I mean. It's all, it's all semantics because it's still boxing, right? You still know how to throw a punch, and the, you know I I always hated that nomenclature that like Sugar Ray Leonard couldn't punch hard. Like that's I mean, ask a lot of dudes. I think that's a lie. <laughs> like you know, and, and you know. It might be accumulation, but it's still hitting hard, right? Like, you know, right. if I hit and you 10 still, times, it doesn't matter if you hit me once. If those 10 times are 800 pounds, whether that one that right. you hit me with 1,200 pounds, like, it doesn't matter, accumulation. And hitting hard is only part of the equation of killer instinct, of getting, of being That's able right. to get a guy out. Hitting hard helps, and it's it's probably important. 
of course, but it's not the end-all, be-all. There's a, there's a lot of guys that hit hard, but they have trouble finishing the deal. So, and anyway, so where are we falling then with this? Because I, I, I've, I've competed before, and I've never no mossed, but I have realized when it was time to change my direction when I was when I was like you know doing the shoot stuff and when I was wrestling, you kind of know when you're not going to freaking win unless the guy makes a mistake. I remember feeling yeah, that. and I think so. There's a certain amount of I time you hang in there and you try to leave yourself open to somewhat of a miracle, like oh he just handed me his arm, that's neat, it, you know like stuff yeah, like I mean, that. You have to be in it to win it. You do, and that's happened to me before, but I think sometimes it's about the mental game as much as it is physically. Like, we've seen fights where, you know, like the Tyson Fury-Wilder comes to mind. Like, Wilder hit him with his hardest punch and nothing. Like, he put him down, but he got up, and, like, that breaks you, right? Now, is it worth it? Like, that's a different question. But I think, really, that's where it ends up being is that, you know, it's so much more about competing and pushing yourself than I think it is the other person. I think if you talk to any of these guys that are willing to blow their bodies up and blow their brains up just to finish the fight, I think it's more about them than the other person. Like, I'm here, you're not going to beat me. Like, that's the thing. And, like, while that pushes you and then you need that to be a real champion, like, to what mm. cost and what extent? And, like, when is it knowing when enough enough? And I think that those guys don't do it. I think it's so much harder to see a guy pull the Barry Sanders where you walk away at the arguably the top of your career because you're just done. You know, more right. often than not, we see, the, we see the hangers on that for whatever it is, the roar of the crowd, the relative being relative or whatever, like they still just have that urge and that hunger to put it on the line one more time and like, you know, it's just too much. It just proves to be too and, much. And, and honestly, not to make it all monetary, it's always fun to cash a big check, even if you don't need it. Sure. Sure. But how many you know? guys hang on so long and get so used to it that they do need it? Like the Ric Flair syndrome. Like this guy in his 60s, in his 70s, can't afford to stop doing stuff because he just can't afford it. Right. It's expensive to be Ric Flair. You know. So Okay, so... So Wilder Fury, let's look at it from two different perspectives and we'll stay with the fighter perspective and then we'll move on because that's where I think, like I said, it gets interesting when you bring the audience in, what they want to see, what we want to see. Wilder, you're Wilder, okay? You're Deontay Wilder. Stay with me. I know it's, uh, I know it's tricky. Right. You, don't look much li- you don't look much like him physically. He's tall. Yeah. But, yes. That's uh, hurtful. That's, that's okay. That's the distinguishing characteristic that he has that you don't have, Lee, is that he's tall, essentially. That's the one divider in my mind. When I think of Deontay Wilder and I think of Lee Marsh, I think, oh, Wilder is the tall one. Yeah, yeah. He's got better hair. He's got better hair. I like me some Wilder. Anyway, so, so you're Wilder. You land the punch, all in caps, the punch. You think you got it one, Fury pops up, okay? And I'm not getting into the count. It was not a long count. People think that, like, as soon as it hits, it's 10 seconds. It's not a timer. It's when the neutral corner is went to. It's when the referee starts to count. 
There was nothing wrong with that count. It wasn't a long count. But you're wilder still. And you think you have it won. Fury gets up, and you realize right then you are not getting this guy out. Do you quit? Yeah. That... Well, I think that would I don't be think silly. you do it on purpose. I think that that is like the mental equation to the, the liver shot. I don't think you mean to quit, but I think it breaks your psyche because, you know, these guys build themselves up with tools, right? Like I know that like I have a right hand that's going to bury anyone because to this point it has. And I think it's the right. liver. I, I think it's that liver shot where, you know, you keep fighting, but your body is shutting down. I think the same thing with when you land the shot and it doesn't work out. Like, I think your brain starts to shut your body down. Because how is it not the, the go-to thing to start doubting, right? Like, doubt is a very, very strong right. thing. Like, you know, we talk, we talk all the time about, like, depression and the, the strength of the brain. Like, man, if you're a guy that runs on enthusiasm – and vigor and bravado, if you will, like you land these shot, it doesn't work. That doubt is going to be crippling. Yeah, but it has to be because even if you're but you don't, five uh, but but it, but if you're but if you're wilder and you land the punch and the fury pops up, you don't quit. You don't know moss, but you do kind no. of liver shot quit. You do kind of liver punch quit. So there's like uh, so there's levels well, to quitting. I I think that and I and I don't mean like quitting. Like I I don't have a better word. I'm not calling these people a quitter. I, I'm not I, I'm not using I, I'm using quit as uh, like determining not to proceed. Well, within I don't the think, confines I think it's a of competition. I I truly believe it's a fork in the road. I, I truly believe that. Like, I think it's one of those scenarios where it's like the the liver shot mental or you press so hard because you're like, okay, I'll get it again, and this time it'll be so harder. So then you're leaving yourself open because you're desperate. So, like, I think it is that uh, okay. fork in the road. So, like, because what is a wilder going to do? He's going to chase it again. Well, he got up. I got to make sure he doesn't get up from the next one. But then in doing so, exactly. my hands are a little my hands are a little lower or I'm not as tight reloading, you know, those things. But I do think that it all stems from the mental impact of it, right? Like, think about it, man. If, if you're the guy that drops the tree with one swing of the ax every time and then you hit a tree and it doesn't fall on that first time, like, you start to doubt yourself. No matter what, you can say that you don't. You could say that you just reload and go again, but it's there. And you'd be lying if you said it wasn't. Now it's like, what do you right. do after the fact that makes it even more difficult? Like, do you press harder or do you quit, like you said? And maybe it's not quit in terms of, like, no moss, but in terms of, like, mentally you make pre- preparations to where I can't beat this guy. So I'm just going right. to kind of go with it. Right. I'm going to see what happens, but I kind of know what's going to happen. But maybe it won't. And maybe I will land that punch again. So you're fury now. You're fury now. And uh, you take the punch, and you get up. That's where it gets kind of interesting, too, because you do it automatically. That's instinct. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. That's, that's not a decision. You don't make – you're not laying on the canvas looking up at the lights, having eaten a shot like that, and go, well – I have my wherewithal, after all. Uh, I think I'll just get up now. You pop up. 
if you can, you do. You pop up because you've been conditioned to do that. And but isn't that, that the, is, isn't that the game of all of it? Isn't that the game of all of it? The instincts to put your head back in there, even when you probably shouldn't. Right, but for some reason that feels more instinctual. It feels, but is it it feels not like the decision is made for you. It feels like, the, the, it, but it feels like that in that moment in time, in that second, <clears throat> it seems one hundred percent instinct. It's it's not Muhammad Ali game planning to take a lick in from one of the heaviest punchers in history. It's a guy that got caught knowing that it was a chance. Of course, when you fight Wilder, when you fight anyone, there's always a chance you're going to eat a punch. But in that second, there was no game plan attached to it. It was just instinct because he has a, it, it, there's a certain, like I hate to say it like all poetically, but you have the heart of a champion. You get up. Yeah. But I think that that's the conditioning of the mindset, right? Like it's the basically, like we, we have this inability to differentiate what's real world and what's gamesmanship, right? So like, you know, and what I mean by that is like, are we conditioned to put ourselves in this while my back's against the wall? So I got to fight my way out of this. So because I do think that that's instinctual too, but it's, instinctual to the point of conditioning. You've been conditioned to feel that way. You know? Hmm. Yeah. Like, I know, so, like, okay. So, go go go. But, like, you know, the Shark Tank days, right? Like, when you're in a gym, you're preparing for a fight, like, there's 15 guys. You're fighting all those guys for one minute. They're all fresh. You're not, right? So you're conditioning this wounded animal, like, aspect of yourself to where I got to survive. I got to push myself to get through these guys that are just going to keep barreling at me. And what am I going to do? So then it becomes instinctual because you've been conditioned to say like, come out on that shield or with it in your hand, you know? And I'm not saying it's healthy and I'm not saying, but at the same point, like how do you create a fighter that can go those, the distance and be a champion if you don't have that aspect. So is it a necessary evil? And I think that that's kind of where it becomes a conundrum. Okay, so here's a, you left me an opening. I don't know if you realize it, but you left me an opening. You gave me your arm. You showed me your back. Uh, okay. Uh, no. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch gears. I'm going to switch gears. I'm going to switch gears. You ready? Ali, coming into the Foreman fight, was an underdog. Fury going into the Wilder fight was not. Okay? Switching gears to the audience, like I've been promising. How much of this is... Because a lot of these, you're getting mismatches. Not the Wilder Fury, not the Ali Foreman necessarily, but you're getting mismatches that people want to see sometimes because they want to see blood. And that's what the underdog story is, isn't it? Like the, the under, everybody loves an underdog story, but really, isn't it just you kind of want to see a guy that's not equipped to fight a guy fight him anyway? How else do you I don't know achieve underdog I think, status? I think sometimes it's the narrative of a lot of things. I think we sometimes build up this love of an underdog for the failure of others. Like, you know, the human experiment, man, like, people love to see successful people fail, and I'm not really sure why, you know? And I think that that plays into the quote-unquote underdog theory. Is it so much that, like, 
you want to see David beat Goliath, or is it that, you know, you're tired of fucking Goliath having everything. So you want to see this dude fall. I, like, I think that is a part of the narrative that no one talks about. And I think we do like to see the underdog story, but I think there's more to it that we're on, that, that we're being honest with. Right. Like I do think, well, yeah. you know, you want to, un- well, and I think it all depends on who that underdog is because we do want to see prevail. Like no hope is strong, man. Hope is strong. Like, so, and, and sometimes people, whether they realize it or not, and I don't know that it happens as much now with amount of content we consume, but you know, back in the day when you're having like the hagglers of the world, like, if you talk to a guy like my grandfather that loved Hagler, the whole concept of not only did they love how he fought, but they loved how he went to work because they were workers. So if this guy can get over, we can get over too, right? So that is a strong part of it. But part of it, I have to believe, and I truly believe it, that, like, you know what? I'm tired of seeing this rich dude flaunt his money and, like, do all this stuff. I want to see someone knock his <laughs> ass out. Like, I think that that take, is... Take him down a peg. Take him down a peg. That's right. Yeah, That's but, right. but we also like to build people up. We love building people up, and we love tearing people down. That's right. We never like it's, the middle. It's, we never it's the like cycle. The, the full we cycle. Like, we never like the maintain. We never like the maintenance part. We always like to come up and to come down. Right. There's no glamour. Or a pickle bunch. Yeah, we we like glamour. We like and we like. It, there's bloodlust. It's it's gladiatorial. And again, the, the, it's it's not. It's an athletic competition. But the audience, I don't think they want to see an athletic competition. And I think that's a yeah, pretty I mean, safe thing to say. They don't. Nobody wants to see a boring like, fight. No, and I you know. think that sometimes, like, and and we've talked about that, and I don't think Loma Haney became that, but we've talked about that before. Like, unfortunately, the fan of today doesn't want to see a technical boxing match. And as someone, and, and to be honest with you, the bias runs deep, right? Like, you know, I've been in combat sports my entire life, pretty much since the age of six, right? So, and I can tell you, like, you're always maintained, like, your mindset is never to get to the scorecards. You always want to finish the fight. It might say well, from a very score, uh, well, but but there's a good age for that as a competitor because you never know how the scorecards are going to tally up. That's you, true, you know, but so there's that aspect. Uh, all things like at the very honest level of it, don't you think the ideal is just to be a technical aspect of your sport, like be technically sound? But no one wants to hear that. They want to finish, and I, I do agree that right. that's where the the craving for quote unquote blood comes from. Because, like, you know, you want to see the excitement. You want to finish. You don't want to let three dudes or four dudes or women who've never wrestled, never fought, never boxed, like, decide something based off subjective. And because we've seen how bad it can be because you don't know what they're yeah. looking at. And maybe they don't know what they're looking at. So, but I don't want to let us yeah. off the hook by saying, yeah, but I don't, under- don't want to let us off the hook and say, that's why we don't care. And we want the finish. No, we want the finish because it's exciting. And you're, it's that bloodlust that you're talking about. You want to see someone's will break. You want to see that, right? Like it's iron sharpening iron until one of those things fails. Right. And, and, and that's, that, that's the disconnect, really. Because even if you do have two competitors that are going at it as athletes to compete, it's still they're putting on a show. 
they're not doing it in behind closed doors just for bragging right. rights and for knowing what they're worth as an individual. They're also doing it because they get paid with ticket sales, with pay-per-view yeah. guys. They get, they get so they have to give the people what they want, but, the, but the people... The people, yeah, they're not punching a clock, but the the people that are essentially paying them, the fans, they want gladiatorial games. And even if the athletes wanted athletic competition, it don't matter. So I think that's the root of all of this issue. We want different things. The fans want yeah, different things than that. the competitors, and at the end of the day, the competitors are what keep the 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 fans are what keep the competitors in business, so to speak. So, do you educate the crowd more? Good luck with that. I mean, there's a reason why amateur boxing is not popular, and it's that. So, so I don't know. Like, I I just think. It, we're we're making it more complicated than it has to be, but that's what well I do. I, I think there's an obvious point in an athletic competition where it's no longer being competed. You don't have one of the guys often doesn't have any longer the ability to win, and I think it should stop at that point. Yeah. Did no. that scare, because because why would you want to see that? Like I don't get why people the whole Rocky Balboa thing. Why do you want to see a guy get pummeled? What's wrong with you? Like is, isn't that weird? Uh, yeah. Like it uh, bothers me. Yeah, I mean I that, I could see that it bothers you. You know. But I don't know that, like, I just think it's the the aspect of what we want out of this, you know? I just think that... Yeah, okay, so, so, what do, so, so what do we want? We want somebody... Do we... So superficially, you could arrive at the fans want to see somebody give it their all, right? Like, that's pretty, pretty mundane. They just want to know that somebody is not going to quit. Somebody's not going to give up. Somebody is going to, quote-unquote, go the distance. They, and, and really, like I've been saying, they want to see gladiatorial games. What if they really just want to see a tragedy? What if they're watching two guys punch each other in the head like they watch a NASCAR race for the accident, for the mangle? Maybe. That's even uglier. That that's a that yeah. that's a tough that's tough for me to wrap my head around to watch to watch a boxing match in the same frame of mind that you're watching guys drive around to 200 miles an hour in circles and it's just as dangerous. Hoping that they crash, yeah, hoping that they crash. Hoping hoping that they crash because everybody loves a tragedy. The most famous stories in history are tragedies. I I don't know. I'm I bum myself out. I bum myself out. <laughs> yeah. No, anyway. I mean, because it's fleeting no matter what you do. But it's pretty – I don't yeah. think that – I think this is one of those things where I don't think that there's a right answer. I just think things are what they are, and it's how we interpret them. 
MJF recently made like a big stink going back to wrestling, AEW, MJF. He told people, and I'm going to grossly paraphrase, he told people to quit doing dangerous stuff. Other workers, wrestlers, professional wrestlers, quit doing these dangerous things. You're going to walk away not walking away. You don't walk away paralyzed with a broken neck. You know, so you're going to roll away if you're lucky. Quit doing it because every time you do it, they want more, and they're never satisfied. They're never sated. They want more and more and more. And furthermore, the icing on the cake, they're going to forget you did it real quick. That's right. And you're going to have to do it again, and you're going to have to up your game, and you're going to have to be walking a finer and finer line between doing your job and playing the starring role in a tragedy. And what his call was, was to reel it back, to take it back, to go back to the old days when, I mean, people 30 years ago, professional wrestling, an audience would pop for a freaking abdominal stretch for for a sleeper hold. For for a sleeper hold, and, you know, the ref would raise the guy's hand once, and it would go down twice, it would go down three times, he would hold it up, and the arena would come unhinged. 30 yeah. years later, but I, they're flip-flopping all over the place, and it's the same reaction. A pop is but a I pop. Think it's, but I think it's no guts, no guts, no glory, right? And that seems like a weird hyperbole to feed, but it is true. Greatness comes at a cost for everyone. Yeah. Wow. That's good. We should put that on a T-shirt. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I just... Audiences, you know? I always have a bone to pick with audiences, no matter what I do. I, I, yeah. I, I, I appreciate that the kind audience of guy. that listens to this. I appreciate our listenership, but also, Lee, you're not punching me in the head, and I'm not going upside down, you know? So Yeah, 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 we don't know what we're going to have to do, you see? Like, uh, okay, so, uh, hey, Cap, uh, I like when you and Lee talk about stuff, but you only do it a couple of times a month. Why don't you do it every week? Okay, we'll do it every week. All right, we, Lee, Cap, you've been doing this every week for a while. <clears throat> Why not do it twice a week? Why not do it every day? They always want more. That's right. And, and before I know it, I, I, I got to just hear the final bell. You know, it went from That's an right. athletic competition where me and my good friend Lee are engaging in fisticuffs to see who the better chap is, and it's, we're getting brain damaged because I knew you were the better chap that night, but I got to keep getting punched in the face to prove myself to an audience. Goddamn. Anyway, Lee, I, I, after all this misery, I have to go, I have to go get my day started. Did we accomplish anything? Not really, but it was, it was worth it. It was worth it. Sometimes it's just Sometimes it's just, you know, going down the rabbit hole to experience the thought process. And I just want to go down a rabbit hole. Here's the other thing. 
you know that old it was a meme before memes like there's like a diamond miner m-i-n-e-r not young person not underage but minor one who mines not mime that's something else mine m-i-n-e okay and he turns around and gives up with his little pickaxe and in the picture you see he was like one pickaxe poke away from hitting like a diamond mine yeah that's my point i know i'm elucidating and that's the most dangerous mentality in the world but that's what it takes it is i guess i don't know um, but but how do you know there's a di- how do you know there's diamonds there? You don't uh, until you okay. push for it. Until you push for it and around give and around. up everything and oh man oh man well you know what whatever else we accomplished here today on taking the call with myself Capoots Media www.kaplowitz.xyz and Lee Marsh of Stolen Thrones, Cigars, whatever else we accomplished or did not accomplish. Lee, we heard the final bell. Ding, ding, ding. Amazing. I, I did like that one. I did like that one.